friends, welcome to the Self-Care Sisterhood Podcast, where we're all about taking action and making progress towards what matters most. My name's Brittany, and I'm a coach, community builder, and your self-care BFF. My heart is to empower and equip hardworking, purpose-driven women just like you to take care of yourself so that you can go out into your world and love and serve from that overflow. Each week, we'll tackle topics that help you show up as your best self, navigate sticking points, and get real and raw about what it takes to be on journey. I'm the founder of the Self-Care Sisterhood community, and I believe we weren't meant to do life or our journeys alone. I wanna help you live your best life. So welcome, let's dive in. Okay, I'm so freaking pumped, y'all. We have our very first guest speaker, burnout recovery coach and fellow podcaster, Emily Johnson, on the Self-Care Sisterhood today. I'm really excited to add some other voices into the conversation as we navigate all things growth, dreams, and caring for ourselves along the way this year. And I'm just so pumped that Emily is the first voice, obviously, other than my husband, Charles, that we get to hear pour into us in this space. Emily discovered her passion for helping others heal from burnout after falling into multiple cycles of burnout herself. She boldly left behind a well-paying yet toxic environment in the alcohol industry in the Bay Area and moved to Canada and began pursuing your passion of holistic nutrition. This first leap was meant to steer her away from the burnout cycle, but it actually ended up placing her on her own healing journey that included therapy, mindfulness, and learning a whole lot about how to heal from burnout. Now she owns a wellness coaching business centered around all things burnout. She believes that we can all heal from burnout and grow in self-awareness, and her story, you guys, is living freaking proof. In our conversation, Emily shares so many nuggets of gold. If you find yourself in a season of stress, overwhelm, or burnout, we chat through why New Year's resolutions tend to burn us out and how to head into this new year in a more mindful way. She offers her favorite journal strategies and prompts, and we talk about seasons of transition, how to downregulate your nervous system. Just there's so much gold in this episode. I can't wait for you to hear Emily's advice for how to break the burnout cycle. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Okay. I'm so pumped to have Emily Johnson on the podcast with us today. You guys, she is a burnout recovery coach, but also the host of the Breaking Burnout podcast. And that's actually, Emily, where I found you because my sisterhood members, they love when I give them podcast playlists each week. And our theme this fall was all about all things burnout and everything. And gosh, I wish I like had found you prior to the season just because like you have such a wealth of information, but I'm really excited now to get to share that information within our community. So welcome to the show, Emily. Thank you so much, Brittany. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Okay. So talk to us a little bit about your journey. What did that look like, you know, from, I I know I've listened to your podcast before and hearing your story, but I want to catch our listeners up about your journey from where you were to now here you are as a podcast host talking all about you know, breaking up with burnout, but also helping coach people one-on-one to really recover from burnout. Yeah, it's it's a long journey. So I used to work in corporate alcohol sales. This was in my mid-early 20s. And I did this for a few years, but I quickly learned that the lifestyle that the alcohol industry promoted did not align with me. I'm talking, we would close a business deal at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday and a tequila shot would be poured for everybody. That was kind of the demanding, yeah. you know, an example of kind of the lifestyle that I was leading. It was a lot of, you know, your, your life's kind of based around alcohol. That was your career. You were out schmoozing with bar owners and bar managers. And, you know, with that came a lot of toxicity mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. 
after a few years, I'm like, okay, I can't go out five nights a week anymore. I can't be expected to have a vodka soda five times (laughs) a day, right? (laughs) Just got to a point where I knew, I knew I had this internal voice saying, this is not for you. This is not your calling. What else could I do? And I thought maybe I was living in San Francisco at the time. And I thought, you know, the tech scene is pretty big. Maybe I'll get a job in tech. So I was interviewing, but nothing felt aligned. And then I'm a big believer in the universe. And because I was burnt out in my corporate role, I started planting some internal seeds without me actually knowing I was planting these internal seeds. And I met my now husband, he's Canadian. And with that, we started dating. Long story short, I ended up moving back to Canada with him to pursue my interest of holistic nutrition. And I had no idea that what going to nutrition school would be. But essentially, it opened up this whole portal of living a holistic wellness lifestyle for me that I yearned for, but I had no idea how to get myself to that place. So the universe threw me a bone. It said, Emily, here's an opportunity for you to pursue a passion and an interest, see where you can go with this. And so I left corporate alcohol sales, moved to Canada, started my nutrition business and went back to school. But that transition of moving from corporate alcohol sales, making a salary job to being a student again, that experience burnt me out. And I had no idea what burnout was at the time, but I was in that for a few years, being a student, you know, managing, living in a new country, in a new relationship, a new industry, a new career path. And then I started an entrepreneurial journey. And so you might know how an entrepreneurial journey, it's the most self-development experience that you can go on, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm on my entrepreneurial journey, start my nutrition business. I start a podcast and that whole experience burnt me out. So you can see that I was in this cycle of burnout from my corporate days to being a student again, to launching a business. It was just this ongoing cycle of burnout. And it wasn't until I started prioritizing my mental health, my mindset, my mm-hmm. uh, you know mental well-being that I finally realized, I saw the pattern, I saw the cycles, I broke my burnout cycle. And then I pivoted from nutrition to burnout coaching because I healed my burnout. I understand now what goes into healing burnout. And so I transitioned my nutrition business to burnout for women. And here we are. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So when I heard your story the first time, there were so many parallels that I found within my own story of burnout. And and honestly, the cycles we tend to put ourselves in over and over again, where I was like, oh my gosh, like it's almost embarrassing to admit that you're like, I I got burnt out once and I knew it. And then I just put myself right back into the same thing. You know, it's like misery. Like, I don't know. It just keeps showing up. Old habits die hard, I guess I should say. And so I want to ask you, when you left California and you took that initial leap to go to Canada and really, you know, your work didn't look the same anymore. You went into the entrepreneurial space, but you were also a student at the time. Plus, you're getting used to a new area slash country. Plus, you're getting used to like being near your boyfriend all the time now and just like a whole new life. Do you think that there's a correlation, like when you talk with your clients about burnout, do you think there's a correlation between big leaps or big change in someone's life? And then also navigating, putting us ourselves into that stress cycle and burnout cycle? Absolutely. I think life transitions can absolutely cause burnout because when I was in my transition, you know, when I was preparing to move to Canada and leave corporate, I did not anticipate the impacts that would have on my mental health. I was like, woohoo, an adventure. I was just thinking of all the fun opportunities that were coming my way. Like I was just focusing on kind of the positive aspects, but 
putting myself in that situation was actually, it put me into depression. I was so anxious. I didn't feel like myself for years and I didn't anticipate that transition. So absolutely having that, you know, being like uprooted into a completely new environment can cause burnout because you're getting used to something that is brand new to you. And with that comes uncertainty, it comes confusion. You're just trying to get to know yourself again. But I will say that those transitions often create the most growth. And so if you're listening and if you're going through a transition, just keep holding on and know that it gets so beautiful and so much better. You're on the right path, right? Being uncomfortable always equals growth. And so I'm a big advocate for getting uncomfortable in life. Yeah. So that kind of brings me to my next question. It's a perfect segue because we're on the brink of a new year, right? And this podcast, I really try to speak to the goal-driven, the hardworking, that purpose-driven woman that knows that, you know, she wants to take care of herself because she's got a lot of people counting on her, a lot of purposes counting on her, right? So with that comes a community of women who probably are about ready to set a lot of New Year's resolutions or just did set New Year's resolutions. I feel like we set the resolution and it's just like you said, we consider all the positive things. It's like the transition. We're going to take the leap. We're going to do the thing. We're going to go for the goal. And there's so many things to be excited about. And about the time that this podcast is going to air, there might be some people who are reconsidering their goals. If it's really for them, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be sticky. They might be maybe on the brink of burnout already just from the start of the new year. So what advice can you give to these women who are goal driven, who do have purpose and calling on their hearts and they want to take the action and do the thing, but gosh, they just keep getting caught in that burnout cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a good question and such a good thing to talk about as we come into this new year. I think the first thing is getting really clear on your goals and align, making sure that your actions, that you're planning are aligned with your values. A lot of times we're stuck in this and these schedules that don't actually align with our vision for our life. We're doing things that actually don't feel good for us. Like with me in that corporate alcohol job, like that did not align with my future vision. That didn't feel good for me. So I encourage you to ask yourself if you're planning for the new year, get really clear. Like, what are your goals? Like, what do you visualize yourself doing next year? And making sure that you're taking that aligned action and making sure that it feels really good for you. And then another thing that I want to touch on too is you might be surprised when I say this, but define your definition of success. And this Mm -hmm. is such a powerful exercise because often we think we know what success is just based on societal standards, media, or others' expectations, right? But I want you to ask yourself, what does success look like to you? And it might look so different than how you're living your current life. Success to you might look like free time. It might look like being healthy. It might look like having strong relationships. You might already be super successful. You might already be living as your best self, but you just need to reframe it because sometimes we put these really high expectations on ourselves for success. Like I'll be happy when I, you know, have the salary, when I have the job, when I have the house, that kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. maybe if you just redefined your definition of success, life would feel a lot easier for you and you would feel a lot more proud of the things that you have in front of you. So going into the new year, get clear on your goals define your definition of success. And then the last thing I want to touch on is to avoid burnout, prioritize that restorative time. Mm. So that looks like things that bring you joy, relax your nervous system, stillness, reflection, and really make sure that you're living with intention versus just living on autopilot. Every single day we have the opportunity 
to show up with intention versus just going through the notions. So those are kind of the, the top key points that I would recommend. So how do you think we've got this woman, she's got the goals, she's ambitious for the new year and she's hearing you and she doesn't even know she's burning out, right? Have you ever been there? I've been there before and I'm like, it's just a season. It's just, it's just a stressful season or it's just a, you know, this will end soon. I'll be, I won't be busy, you know, later or whatever, but then that never comes. We just keep going, going, going. Can you tell us like, how do we know when we're entering into a burnout cycle? Yeah, it's a good question. I think ask yourself, like, how is your relationship to your body? Are you in tune with your body? I always know if I've pushed myself that day because I feel it. I feel Mm -hmm. it. I feel exhausted. I feel tired. So getting in the habit of listening to your body and just paying attention to tiny little cues. For example, I, if I start a screen all day, if I have a lot of like one-on-one meetings with like, you know, looking at someone, I get a headache at the end of the day. So I know that my bandwidth is not being on calls for eight hours a day, right? So paying attention to those little body cues, that's called body awareness. So another example would be, do you get anxiety a lot when you think about your to-do list? Or are you feeling like you're over committing? Do you feel like you don't have a lot of flexibility in your calendar or freedom to go for a walk or to take care of yourself, right? So if you're feeling, if someone asks you, how are you doing? And your response is busy, (laughs) that might be a sign that you could be on the brink of burnout. Yeah. Wow. I laugh at that at that reply because I can't tell you how many women, you know, I genuinely just want to know, like, how are you doing? Like, how's life? How's everything? And the answer you get is busy. And I'm like, busy is so basic. Like, let's just let's live a life that's not busy. Right. I want a different answer. Um, I love that you said that. So talk about nervous system. You you said a second ago that maybe we could work on down regulating our nervous system. For someone who has no clue what that means or where to start, what are some simple ways that they could implement that just on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, absolutely. So within our nervous system, we have the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. We want to be in the rest and relaxation state of our nervous system, the parasympathetic, as much as we can. So oftentimes we are mostly in the sympathetic nervous system. And we know that because our hearts are pounding more frequently. And if you have like, a, I have a whoop shout out to the whoop. Uh, or if you have any like heart rate monitor, you can just, you can see like if you're in the, if your respiratory heart rate is higher, then you'll know that you're kind of like moving really quickly throughout life and you're, and you're not really um, in that parasympathetic nervous system. So how can we be in this more relaxed state is just simple practices of deep breathing, of going for a walk. Another thing I want to touch on too is I feel like we're always plugged in, myself included. I'm always listening to a podcast, learning something new. I'm listening to music, listening to a meditation, right? I always, some days I feel like I'm always plugged in. And I think that's really common for a lot of us. And so I invite you to just don't be plugged into anything. Go for a walk without headphones and just observe nature. That's a beautiful way to get yourself back into that parasympathetic nervous system is just to calm and relax your state and kind of feel your body get into that more calm and relaxed feeling. And so you you can do that through a lot of ways, like taking a bath, again, going for a walk, stretching. You can do it just by focusing on your breath. It can be that simple. It's free. You can do it at Mm -hmm. any time of the day. And also notice, like if you start to feel yourself get heightened, right? We all know that feeling of that trigger feeling. Maybe someone cuts you off in traffic and you're like, what the hell? All of a sudden Mm -hmm. you get so spiked. It's like, 
noticing when that happens and paying attention. And that's where awareness comes into play, where you can start to kind of pick up on that, like, oh, I'm feeling myself getting a little heightened. Okay, let me focus on my breath and change that narrative in your head to it's all good. I'm safe. I'm calm and not let those charged emotions kind of take control. Yeah. I love that. I love that you keep coming back to this idea of self-awareness because I really think that a lot of burnout, a lot of just leveling up in life in general, when you're you're trying to break free of burnout or you're trying to take better care of yourself or, or you have these goals in the new year, gosh, if we could just have a little self-awareness along the way, I think that that would allow us, it would maybe set us up for more longevity, right? Because burnout recovery, I'm sure you work with women, maybe men all the time, that it's not a quick fix. Would I be right in assuming that? Oh yeah, it's not a quick fix. And healing burnout is a lifelong practice, right? Mindfulness is a practice. It's not like you can just learn mindfulness and you're mindful all of a sudden. It's it's an ongoing lifelong practice. And so the same thing goes with burnout. But I will say, when you finally learn what self-awareness is and you start to listen to your internal dialogue, that doesn't go away. That's a skill. And that's like a, an awareness that you'll have for the rest of your life. But I will say, if you've never tried building that, then you might be kind of living on autopilot and having no idea if you're even self-aware, right? I mean, I can say that I had no self-awareness, a very minimal self-awareness until I kind of started this healing journey. Yeah, I love that. So along your healing journey, I'm sure there's been a lot of self-care in our space. I love to say that we take care of ourselves, not like in terms of like bubble baths. I mean, that's great. Bubble baths, manicures, pedicures. That's great. Like I definitely do all of those things. But real self-care to me is the kind of ownership you take in taking care of yourself, mind, body, spirit in a variety of ways so that you can go out in the world and love and serve from that place of overflow, right? Like the glass is half empty or half full, but what if the glass was actually overflowing and I didn't have to deplete myself each and every day? And so that's kind of the posture that we have in this community. And so I want to hear from you, though, as somebody who, you know, you really focus on the recovery, on the mindset, on the self-awareness coming in and out of burnout cycles with people all the time. What does self-care mean to you? I love this question. So I was pondering on this before we got on this call and I came to this, I guess, new definition that I just thought of myself. So this is kind of my definition of self-care. Self-care to me has layers. The outer layer is that superficial layer of the bubble baths, the facials, the manicures, the yoga, the girls' nights, those kinds of things, which huge fan of, right? You need those things. Yeah, for sure. Then you have that middle layer and that would be like therapy, investing in yourself, investing in your health, addressing your mindset and building that self-awareness piece, right? Investing that time and energy to get to know yourself. That's kind of that middle layer. But then really the core of self-care is if you're feeling the effect, paying attention to what's going on internally and noticing that body awareness, noticing if that self-care is, if those facials and the yoga and the bubble baths is working. Mm -hmm. Because so often we can do all of these self-care practices, but if you're not feeling the effects of self-care, then it's useless. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love I love the visual of the layers too. And, you know, we often talk about you might be giving yourself that bubble bath, but if you don't need physical self-care, if you need therapy, right, mm-hmm. then you could take a million bubble baths, but you're not actually honing in on the piece of self-care. Maybe it's the mindset or the emotional self-care that you need tending to and really looking at like not making sure it's all balanced because there's no like to me, there's no balance in life. You're constantly juggling things, but understanding like 
where is something depleted and how can I pour back into it before it gets completely to E, right? I love that, that idea. I'm going to keep that totally tucked away, the visual of those layers. That's so cool. Thank you. I want to do a couple of rapid fire questions for you just to wrap up our time together and really give the community just an idea about what you're loving, what's like current on your list of things, as well as like where we can hang out with you and find you and stuff. Cool. You love it. Let's do it. Awesome. Okay. So I'm a reader. I love reading. It can be fiction or nonfiction, but what is your favorite book either this year that you've read? Like that was so transformative or currently reading that you can't put down. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm currently reading <laughs> a story of us. It's by okay. Catherine Hernandez and it's, it's a fiction. It's a story, but it's really this beautiful story about a woman who it's like a coming of age story. She, she lives in the Philippines and she okay. moves to Canada to uh, make money for her family, but she's totally isolated. And so it's really about her story of coming of age um, and her journey navigating all of these hardships and craziness that she has to go through, that she's sacrificing so much for her family. Um, and it's a very like heartfelt story. So that's currently what I'm reading and I'm really enjoying it. I love that you picked a fiction one. So full disclosure, I part of my burnout cycles often include like work is the only thing. And it's like the identity. It's that's all that rules my day. And so there's no time for fun. And then I end up sucking the fun out of my work too. Like, and so like, there's no fun in life and kind of my rebellion this year of getting back to fun and working on doing things that are not always work related is getting back into fiction. So I love that you gave a fiction recommendation for us. I love that. Okay. Favorite self-care activity go journaling. I mean, there's so many, but journaling is something that has truly changed my life. That was like kind of the first self-care practice that I started to experiment with. And I am really big on manifesting station and it's such a great powerful tool journaling to manifest like and be intentional with your life and so I will have to say journaling because I've been doing it consistently for four or five years and truly it is such a game changer the other day I was uh, clearing out some stuff and I had this pile like this big of journals because I write in a journal almost every day for the last four or five years. Yeah. And it's so cool to look back on like those first few journals and see how much you've grown and just be like, oh my God, like I've, I've come so far and I've truly changed my life because of yeah. this, you know, silly little journaling practice, which is, I wouldn't say silly, it's pretty powerful. So yeah, yeah. journaling for sure. I know it's one of those things where it just seems very, it can seem insignificant in the moment. But then when you look back on the years and years of pages where you've just put pen to paper and you've poured your heart out, you're like, wow, I've grown and evolved. This is really cool. Do you have a particular journal that you love that you want to share with us? You know what? I do not. I do everything freehand and I do, I'll like, I'll go through different prompts myself. So when I first started journaling, it was like just freestyle. How am I feeling? What am I excited about coming up in my life? Now I have three specific prompts that I'm doing and I'm happy to share them. Please, I yes. start with, yeah. So I start with three wins or gratitude in my life. And then after that, I'll write some affirmations. And then after that, this is really powerful. I do five life goals, but I don't write them in like the, I can't wait for this to happen tense. I write them in the, the future tense or like they've already happened. Yeah. The, so yeah. the, the present tense, right? So for example, I wanted to, me and my husband, we just got married and we've been like yearning for this, like this big, like kind of nomadic journey, like digital nomad journey. And 
I've been, so for example, like six months ago, I was writing, me and Damien have so much travel on the horizon. We're hitting Costa Rica, Mexico, Europe, Spain, blah, blah, blah. And now for the next six months, we actually made that happen and we're traveling. So that's just like a really cool example. So yeah, five life goals, but in the present tense, like they've already happened. And that's kind of the three simple things that I journal on every single morning. That's so fun. I love that you shared those with us because especially for anybody who isn't in a journal routine listening to this, you know, just grabbing a spiral notebook that's blank and just starting, you know, again, at the top of a new year, it's like, I need the fancy journal. I need all the things. I need the right workout outfit to do the work. You know, it's like, no, you don't. You just need to start. Right. And yeah. so having just a blank notebook and a couple of prompts, that's amazing. I love the the goals and how you write them in the present tense. Have you done that for a while? I've been doing that for the last like six months, but anything that you want to call into your life, write yourself a letter like it's already happened. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that for a few years, but those five specific goals that I'm really like working towards. Yeah. yeah I've just been doing that for like the last six months. I'm so excited to see like, as you keep doing that, the goals that you're like, wow, I checked that off. I did that. I did that. I did that. That's really cool. I love that. Yeah. Okay. What's a mantra or a quote or an affirmation right now that you're like living for that you're vibing with that is just breathing some life into you? Oh my goodness. I have one. I mean, I have a few, but I think this one is really powerful. I I know that self-care might sound selfish or prioritizing you might sound selfish, but when we can learn to prioritize our needs, we'll be able to show up at a much higher and fulfilled and content and generous capacity to the things that are most important to us. So our families, our career, our social lives, our health, we're able to show up to those things in a much higher capacity when we prioritize us ourselves, right? You have to prioritize you to feel that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Gosh, you're speaking to the choir right here. I love it. Okay. As we wrap up, Emily, thank you so much. This is such a good dialogue for anybody. You know, I really do think at the top of the year, one of the things that, gosh, I don't know, maybe I, maybe I should seek therapy for this, but I get like angry when I watch people start a resolution and then like two weeks later stop. And so I really wanted this conversation to be that kind of a thing for the person who started their goals to maybe have a breath of fresh air that says, oh, like, oh yeah, this mattered to me. This goal mattered. Let me keep going. Right. And so I'm just hoping that this episode is breathing the same kind of life into women as it did for me. But where can we find you? Where can we connect with you when this episode is over? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram aligned with Emily J on Instagram, Emily Johnson on LinkedIn. And I also have a podcast, Breaking Burnout Podcast. There's so many amazing episodes on there. So would love to hear from you. Send me a DM, say hello if you liked the episode and we can chat. I love it. Thank you. And then what's going on? What do you got going on? What are some offerings that people in this community, if they're loving your style of coaching or just they're like, wow, I really do need a burnout recovery coach. Like what, how, how do we work with you? What are some things coming up for you? Yeah, absolutely. So right now I'm actually so excited because I just revamped my one-on-one coaching to include not just me as a coach. So basically the one-on-one is you get me for six months, six month container. We are very, it's a very hands-on. I'm holding you accountable to do all the things that I'm telling you to do. We're kind of texting all the time. Like I'm really like your wellness bestie, but not just that, but you also have access to options of other coaches. So I have a financial planner in there. If you're financially burnt out, I have a career coach in there. If you are feeling like you have a toxic manager, a toxic job, and you're wanting to get out of it, I have a career coach partnered with me who can help you kind of take those next steps. I also have a business coach partnered with me. So if you're feeling like you're meant for something more, you're burnt out in your career, you want to maybe start a side hustle, she can help you with that. And then I also have a rapid transformational therapist included in there because 
I'm really big on neuroscience and making life lasting change. So with that partnership, it'll help you kind of reach your goals a lot faster and quicker. So the one-on-one is super awesome because you get me plus access to all these other coaches, which I'm so excited about. It's brand new. And then I also have a group coaching program as well, which lasts six months. We meet on a weekly basis. So if you're craving that community piece, then that would be for you. And then I have some other self-paced courses, the Burnout Rescue Kit. If you're looking to get started like today, then definitely go check that out on my website. But yeah, those are just some examples of how you can work with me. Awesome. And I'll make sure in the show notes below that I'll link, you know, how to follow Emily, how to get in touch with Emily, as well as I definitely want to include links to snagging that rescue wellness kit to get started and just links to your one-on-one coaching as well as group coaching. Because I think if you're listening to this and you are in the trenches of burnout, I'm sure Emily can agree with me. I've been there before. Like you want answers, you want solutions, you want, you're at the wall basically, right? So I want to include that. So definitely check out the links below. Emily, thank you so much for this conversation today. Brittany, you're awesome. That was so fun for me. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you love today's topic, it would mean the world to me if you shared this on your social to help spread the word. Tag me at Inspire Beauty Brit so I can see what you're loving and learning along the way. All right, friends. Till next time, let's go out there, take some action.